to all the exes, situationships, relationships, talking phases that did not work out. What a beautiful song. It is called Don't Bother by Flame featuring Ayanda Gia. This is a combo. What a combo. Very potent message. This you should remember is from the album Candyman released last year around this time. So it is just a little over a year old. Shout out to Flame for letting me play this one. Truly looking forward to hearing more from him. Otherwise, Ayanda Gia has her own album that came out last year as well. It is titled I Understand, as in Ayanda stand, but I understand. Do go ahead and stream their music. You know we support local on the NDL show. And of course, we will leave their handles on the show notes. I do hope that you've been doing well during this time. I am certainly relieved to be on a short break from academia. It is tiring. Truly, I had a conversation with a friend of mine and we were just discussing how this move to online learning has literally resulted in learning nothing. The tests, 
what do they mean if I have my book right there? The truth is, we all just need to mark where the information is and then gracefully take those tests and get those 100%, right? But I'm not complaining, but we got to be honest on that one. Anyway, I do think right now it is safe to say that we are back in business. The NDL show is back in business. It is time to keep it moving. I have prayed, okay? I have manifested that I learn about this very spectacular phenomenon time management and with that in mind consistency is everything so we are going to do our best to ensure that we continue to deliver relevant and quality content to you as often as possible so what we're going to need from you is to ensure that you're following the show pages on instagram and twitter at the ndl show we're going to need y'all to send your shout out to the show email the NDL show one at gmail.com and you have the absolute liberty to be as creative as you would like and for all the music people the ladies especially because there are so many gents do send through your music as well so we can stay informed about our artists here in South Africa also remember to rate the show Hey guys, my name is Ndombi and you're listening to The NDL Show, hosted by Nondulo Huto. This is a spectacular show where you can expect thought-provoking conversations about everything that's happening in society, dope, dope, dope music, and an overall great production. Stay tuned and keep listening. Coming up on episode 14 on The NDL Show, we talk about Miss Essay, August Oxina, the city of Cape Town, and the ethics of black businesses in our commentary. And in our main segment, we go into what the job market is looking like with human resources consultant Morgan McKendy. All of this coming up. Stay tuned. Content is king. Yo, what's up? This is your boy Ray Hamilton, and you are now tuned into The NDL Show. I feel him. I so, Miss SA contestants, I just want to know what's happening, really. I mean, it does seem that this year's contestants are truly doing the most and not necessarily for the cause. I'm not going to name anyone, but truly, at first, we had a whole revelation about a contestant who said a couple of racist things in her past and people dug. When I say dug, I mean they dug deep. This was not even the semi-finals. This was when there were still over a thousand contestants. Fine. So she removed herself from the scene. Now there was a second instance, which I can't really remember. But the third instance is very recent. A Miss SA contestant has made it her vocation to walk into restaurants and film the workers there, asking them why, why they're not social distancing on their breaks and so forth. Now I'm going to be honest, um, I don't really see an issue. I don't see an issue with this. It's more of the way that it has been done, I guess. I don't know. Somehow I understand that people who work at restaurants basically have our health in their palms, right? But for Miss Essay contestant, it's a bit tricky because now it just looks 
some kind of other, you know. In other news, August Alsina has said a lot in an interview following the drop of his documentary and album. In case you did not catch it, here it is. I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation due to the transformation from their marriage to life partnership that they've spoken on several times and it, you know, not involving romanticism. Mm -hmm. He gave me his blessing and I, I totally gave myself to that relationship for years of my life, you know, and I truly and really, really deeply loved and have a ton of love for her. Um, I, I devoted myself to it. I gave my full self to it. So much so to the point that I can die right now and be okay with knowing that I truly gave myself to somebody. Right, you did the right thing. And I really loved a person. I experienced that. I know what that, that feels like. And some people never get that in this lifetime. So I'm, I'm, I know that I'm completely blessed. And this conversation is, is difficult because there's so much that it would be hard for people to um, understand. But once it starts to affect me and my livelihood, I have to speak up about my truth and stand on my tent with anything that may come along with it. Tents. Now, I don't know how you feel about this and that is why I want you to let me know. You know, if it's anything that I've learned is that anyone can determine the nature of their relationships, including marriages. So I, okay, let's say this is true. My thing is, I don't know, in my perspective, I don't think that he had to tell us. I don't think that he had to tell us. I mean, we would have never known about what's going on. And now Jada has summoned herself to the Red Table Talk. It is one that I am truly looking forward to seeing. The memes have been so crazy but to be honest i don't know I, I don't know i know we spoke about privacy and so forth in our previous episodes but i do think certain things call for certain actions i don't know read the room but okay moving right along here is something that i truly would love to hear your perspective on so a thread surfaced on the timeline and it turns out that this lady who is known for her ability to organize spectacular events is allegedly a scammer. So as the thread prescribes, a lady and her mother contacted the planner to organize a birthday celebration, which according to the planner's calculations, mounted to 200k, right? 200,000. Yes, it's a lot of money. Um, I'm still not over it. But I guess if you can, why not? Nonetheless, the plan was set in motion pre-COVID, right? And then the pandemic hit South Africa which obviously meant that they would have to cancel the event. There was absolutely no way that the event was going to take place. So the mother had already deposited 100k and with the onset of COVID, she let the planner know that, hey, you know, we can't actually have the celebration. And one would expect a refund, right? But the planner decided to pocket 75k and said that her cancellation policy states this percentage of a fee and decided to refund the 25k as a symbol of courtesy. So we all know that this wasn't going to happen. The event was not going to happen. And with that, most businesses, landlords and so on were so understanding. But in this instance, 100k, 75k? 
So listen, my analogy of what I'd like your opinion on is somehow I feel that some black people who own businesses don't respect and treat their black customers as they would their white counterparts. Same thing with public hospitals and clinics. The treatment is just something else and I truly don't understand the cashiers, okay? But we're not there. In your perspective, do you think the planner was justified given the circumstances? That's what I want to know. Let us know. Now, the city of Cape Town is something else. On episode 13, we heard a clip of a man speaking on how black people, in essence, are degrading the quality of Cape Town and how they're a burden for the city. And in this past week, we saw a very demeaning and dehumanizing video of a man being attacked by police officers while he was bathing because of the city's call to destroy informal settlements. Why the violence? Where's the understanding? To think if your brother was forced out of his house without clothes and attacked in front of the public like that, how would you feel? No, man. I do think that black people need to rethink how they respond and react towards other black people. And I have certainly experienced mistreatment at the hands of my people. But do remember to let us know what you think about the commentary. Otherwise, do stay tuned. Hey there, beautiful people. This is your boy, Morgan Mukendi, and you're listening to The NDL Show. If you're looking to update your winter stees and kick game, then you should check out this high-end street-style hub of premium local and international brands at affordable prices from Sneaker Palace. Now, up for grabs, we have four exclusive fleece beanies from Sneaker Palace. All you have to do is answer two questions. One, give us one quality that will make you irreplaceable in the job market as suggested by Morgan McKinney on this episode. And two, describe how the NDL show makes you feel in one word. Tag the NDL show on Twitter and Instagram at the NDL show as well as at exclusive underscore hub on Instagram with your answers to win yourself one of these premium beanies. This competition will be running from the moment you hear this until Thursday the 9th of July 2020. Winners will be announced on Friday the 10th of July. First come, first serve. Thank you so much for staying tuned. So let's admit it, it's been rough. It's been very rough. COVID-19 has had many implications on the country and of course ourselves as individuals. And truly I'm at that stage where I'm not really sure if I should continue studying. Like, will this degree be relevant in the next year? I don't know. I mean, so many degrees and jobs are being phased out, especially because of COVID. But to give us insight on what the job market is looking like and whether we should continue pursuing our dreams and certain careers, on the NDL show today, we have Morgan McKendy, who is a human resources consultant and has an honors degree in HR as well. So he has quite a resource-filled biography of which he has acquired throughout his career. He is the guy to have this conversation with. So welcome to the NDL show, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm feeling honored and very blessed to be on the show today so yeah yes thank you so morgan as i have mentioned there are many changes that are taking place currently in the whole structure of society you know we've seen a number of people get retrenched and lose the opportunities to make money because of this pandemic so to start this conversation off what exactly is it that's happening to the job market right now 
Wow, where do I even start? Yeah, it's, it's in shambles, um, to say the least. Even before COVID-19 was a thing, COVID-19 just is the cherry on top with making everything worse. People are losing their jobs, as you mentioned. There's a lot of changes happening in the world of work as a whole, not just because of COVID-19, because we are basically in the fourth industry revolution, which yeah. is changing how people think in terms of approaching the world of work and the jobs that are going to be here in the next three to five years, 10 years, and jobs that are going to be phasing out. So right now, the job market is, they still, they still, I'd like to believe there's still hope that, you know, all of the things in terms of fourth industry revolution is not going to take effect just yet. Um, So whatever it is that people are studying in the tertiary institutions, I would like to believe there's still hope. But to cut it short, the yeah, the job market is not looking the best. The economy is, yeah, it's it's a mess. So yeah, it's it's not going very well right now. And on that note, I like how you have brought the fourth industrial revolution to the fore because it is something that has been pending for a long time, especially in South Africa. You know, and I am aware that tertiary institutions here do this thing where they, in essence, stock count and evaluate whether certain degrees are viable or not because of the fourth industrial revolution. But in terms of that, what would you say contributes towards the way in which the job market has become so unstable and tricky? I know it's been like that for a long time, but right now it is looking more tricky than ever. What has made it tricky? I'll, I'll just stick to the topic of the fourth industrial revolution. That is one of the most the, the, the major contributing factors. So we look at third industry revolution and fourth industry revolution. Third mm-hmm. industry revolution is basically artificial intelligence and automation. Right. Fourth industry revolution is basically reimagining the world with artificial intelligence and um, automation. Sure. So, yeah. So basically what the situation that we are looking at right now is do organizations have the capacity to introduce all of this into the the workforce? And again, what happens to the current workforce? Because we're dealing with situations whereby organizations don't have the financial manpower to necessarily introduce automation and artificial intelligence, but at the same time, What's going to happen to, to the current workforce? I mean, the, the humans, yeah. are they going to, up, do they have the capacity to upskill them and reskill them? Or are they just going to go through retrenchments? So it's, 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 it's one of those that we are dealing with right now. And it's, it's sad because from a recent study that I saw, it, it, it indicated that one in three employees believe that their jobs will not exist in a few years' time sure. because of artificial intelligence and automation. So that alone is, is very worrying because everybody's asking the questions of, okay, as you mentioned, are the degrees we're studying, is it, is it still going to be efficient or relevant? Yeah. Um, we're, going to, we're going to study A, B, and C, but will we be able to get a job in those industries for A, B, and C? Mm. Um, I like how you mentioned how, you know, uh, tertiary institutions are looking at whether the degrees and stuff are still relevant. And that is very important because, I mean, there's no point in me studying, let's say, to be a financial accountant, knowing that, in two years time or three years time that job itself is going to be replaced by automation you know what i mean sure so we yeah we face a very difficult time not only in south africa but globally we face 
Mm. It's, it's going to be very difficult times that we're going to be heading into. Sure. This period has certainly forced us to do a lot of things like work from home, which does have its perks. But you did mention a few jobs that would be phased out as a result of automation. So what other jobs can we possibly expect to follow the same route and even not be there maybe in the next year? So this one, it's, it's how do I put it? It's quite like a touch and go topic because yeah. one thing I can say is looking at the world of work and the direction we're going into now, both blue collar and white collar routine jobs are likely to be replaced. And when I talk about blue collar and, and white collar jobs, I'm talking about your, 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 effective, your factory workers, mm-hmm. your miners, um, your, your tellers, your, your, your clerks. A lot of admin roles are going to be scraped off mm-hmm. the, the market in entirety. Like uh, we're looking at stuff like accountants. Accountants can very much be replaced by automation. So it's a very yeah. risky job. But at the same time, um, right now, it may be proved very harder to replace your non-routine abstract jobs. So basically, those jobs that involve a lot of creativity and emotional intelligence, those mm-hmm. are likely to not be replaced in the near future. So we're looking at healthcare workers, teachers, um, supervisors, managers, consultants themselves, um, computer analysts, mm-hmm. mechanical engineers. Those are all jobs that still need human interaction and a certain level of emotional intelligence that can't be replaced by automation yeah so yeah it's 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 one of those 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 are just a few um jobs and careers um to 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 name for the sake of this conversation so the reality is that we all need to somehow unlock that creativity within us because this looks like the only thing that can carry us through and not be replaced by robots i mean as you have mentioned jobs that can be programmed calculating accountants all those types of jobs are basically in danger somehow but you're saying that occupations that require the potent aspect of personality and creativity are a little bit on the safe side correct so that's yes that's that's one of the things i believe we can go or should go for but then again not like i believe yes we're all creative but mm-hmm. To tap into that creativity is, 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 is another conversation on its own because yeah. some of us can unlock that potential and some of us find it way harder to unlock that potential. It's very sad because the other day I was actually thinking about it because um, I was actually driving on, I think it's Maligongwe Drive and mm-hmm. I saw that Wimpy, Wimpy now has a drive-thru and I was like, whoa, this is the only Wimpy I've ever seen that has a drive-thru. That's but crazy. Then, that is crazy. But then when I got home, it hit me that in actual fact, in a f- couple of years' time or a few months' time, drive-through, the, 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 human, uh, the humans that are behind the drive-through, as in the people that are taking your orders, that are mm-hmm. giving you the food, those people can also easily be replaced by automation because yeah. to, the actual fact is we actually don't need them in those roles. And that's the sad part because a robot can simply take our order when we go through the drive-through. We, we, don't, we don't necessarily need a human to, to take our cash. That can be done by a robot. And we don't necessarily need a human to give us our food once we, we've placed the order. A robot can do that as well. So it's, it's, it's very sad to see the, the way the world of work is moving. Granted, um, at the moment, I feel like it's still safe to say that we need the humans to prepare the food 
because mm, I mean having a robot prepare the food uh-uh, no that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that might lead to the robots overheating and Yo, yeah yeah. yeah so that's so there we, we still need human um, that human aspect or that emotional intelligence should I say this is a very touchy conversation because it's so hard to make peace with the reality of what's happening and it's true Not everyone can be creative. Some people can be creative only to a certain extent. You know, some people function better in corporate spaces. And in the same breath, not everyone wants to or even can start a business. But we're at that point where we are forced and summoned really to consider unconventional avenues. You know, and as tough as it is, we can't rely, we can't even afford to rely on government or any company for that fact, for our livelihoods. So now speaking about entrepreneurship, how viable would you say it is and what is the probability of succeeding in this economy? That's a very good question. And in all honesty, I feel like it's a question that's pretty much a bit hard to answer, to give you one direct answer. And the reason why I say that is because, I mean, you can enter an, an, an entrepreneurial venture and the whatnot, but at this point in time, seeing the, the current state the country is in, yeah. it, I feel like it all boils down to what it is exactly you are venturing into. Because then the reason why I say that is, say, for example, I want to start a business in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. You know for a fact, because of the time we are in right now, the entertain- that, that, the, your entertainment venture is not going to make, the chances are it's not going to make a profit because yeah. of all of the restrictions that COVID-19 has brought um, towards the country. True. Um, but then again, if you're going to look into entering a business venture of something like sanitizing, uh, hand sanitizer or sanitizing spray or whatever the case may be, it's more likely to, to, to receive traction because it's, it's a need right now, you know? Yeah. So in all honesty, to people that are losing jobs going and, and considering going into entrepreneurial ventures or graduates themselves that feel like, you know what, um, yes, I have this degree in the, in the bag. That's going to be my, 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 how do I put it, like my parachute. Basically, if, if all hell breaks loose, I have something to fall back on. But if those kind of people are looking to go into an entrepreneurial venture or something, mm-hmm. um, for me, doing startup research is, is key. You need to have a proper action plan. You need to do proper research as mm. to what it is you want to go into and do your proper research to find out uh, whether there's a, there's a supply and demand for it kind of thing. And from there, um, yeah, just put your all in it and pursue it. Yeah, because another thing is, I mean, there are a lot of entrepreneurial ventures out there. So chances are you, you are, you're, you're going to be entering a market whereby there's already other players in it. At the end of the day, what, what, what is going to play a huge factor is your level of advertising, uh, the levels of distribution channel you can enter or um, can approach or whatever the case may be. Mm. And basically, I feel like great grace plays a huge part as well. Like have... Um, how do I put it? Have a good. I feel like you should, you need to have a good social media nowadays as well. So if you have a good uh, social media presence, mm-hmm. I feel like having an entrepreneurial venture can work to your favor because you, technically you're already out there. Especially if yeah. you have like five, six thousand plus um, followers on like your, your 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 Instagram and whatnot. That already is a platform for you 
to 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 advertise your stuff because I mean your and I say this in inverted commas, your clientele is already pretty much built up. Yeah. So that's it's just true. a matter of it's just a matter of good advertising and finding people that have a good social media presence as well to to be your marketers or your mm. advertisers. So um yeah, because I mean uh, word of mouth is a great form of advertising. And that also accounts for the popularity and this idea of influencing and how we all are striving to push something, especially through social media because of how instrumental it has become. You know, and thinking about entrepreneurship, a number of companies are precisely functioning on skeleton staff. So would you also say that it is more promising to constantly upskill and reskill? I mean, that's what I believe in um, as individuals so that we're able to carry the whole company if it gets to that point, as opposed to having a number of people who do specialized jobs or even you sticking to one specialized job. Most definitely. And um, the thing about the upskilling and reskilling thing is depending on the organization a lot of them solely focus on just upskilling the employees and the issue with that is they tend to neglect the reskilling part mm. because the way that the world of work is moving into today we know that a lot of jobs are going to fall off yeah. but instead of just focusing on upskilling employees they should remember that Reskilling the workforce is just as important because reskilling opens up alternative career options for those um, that are that are at risk of being displaced or retrenched, kind of thing. At the same time, the issue with that is, does that organization have the the, the, the funds and the um, the vacant roles or, or the ability to create new roles within the organization to accommodate all of the people that are going to upskill and reskill? Because to be honest. I feel like it's going to, it's going to, organizations are going to reach a point whereby, yes, they've upskilled and reskilled, but not all of the people that they've upskilled and reskilled are going to be shifted and moved into new roles, whether it's an upward um, move up the ladder or a lateral move within the organization. And that's the, that is a battle that a lot of organizations are going to be facing. Sure. I, I want to ask you this question, but really, when I think about it myself, I find it hard to even try to attempt the answer because at this point, the future is looking a bit tense. Maybe it's just me, but we don't know what the future holds, you know. COVID-19 has proven above the fourth industrial revolution that really, really, we're not in control. But as the youth who is trying to get into that employment space soon, what do we do? Because we don't want to sit at home. We can't all be creative enough to make a living off it. We can't all start businesses. So how do we, how do we meander through this employment route? That is a very good question. And <laughs> it's a question that I don't even know how to answer myself, honestly. <laughs> Like that's for, for like for me personally, I'm just like you know what, whichever God you praise, yeah, continue praising in Him and continue seeking guidance and 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 help in 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 your God because at this point in time, anything can happen, and that is true. it's it's just it's just crazy because I, I remember earlier on you asked me exactly like what's happening in the markets and the whatnot and. Mm-hmm. I, something just just hit me when you when you you refer to the youth. So basically, we're also facing a situation whereby the youth. So I'm going to stick to your 
generation Y and generation Z. Yeah. So your generation Y, your the, the kids that were born in your 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 eighties um, and nineties, basically, mm-hmm. in the market right now, they face a situation whereby they feel stuck in their current careers and they yeah. feel that they don't have the support structures to make a career change, whether it's an upward move or a lateral move. So sure. they've, they they've they're basically at a point whereby they feel stagnant or mm. they feel like they're hitting the, the end, the roof, basically like a threshold. And you get your Generation Z, which are your your your, your kids born from you know your 2019 year and they're like 95, 1995, mm-hmm. and upwards. They basically the generation I like to call the impatient generation. And the reason why I say that is because they are entering the world of work and yeah. Quickly expecting to move up the ladder, mm. you know, they're in, a, they're in a role for six months to twelve months, and already they're expecting a promotion. They're like, okay, so when is the next promotion coming in? And that that basically results in them being job hoppers. The mm. minute they don't get a certain result in one organization, they jump to the next organization, not realizing that the next organization they're going to move into. Chances are you're going to be within the same role. That might be similar or different in one or two aspects, but yeah. it's not it's it's not a real career move, you know. So it's yeah. In terms of how to advise the, the youth, yeah, that's that's a very hard one. <laughs> it's tricky, and I know I say that a lot, but it is. I have to say that I'm also very understanding of Generation Z because of of course I am part of it and it's kind of this anxiousness where this world has created a space in which we cannot afford to stay at the same level for too long. I mean, look at how things are moving right now. We're kind of moving different from the 80s. It is a good thing and a bad thing. You know, sometimes I suppose you just have to go through the process, go through things even for a year before getting the big break. So to conclude this conversation, I wanted to ask, what advice do you have for us people who are not necessarily sure about what to do with this kind of situation? And I'm also in that bracket, you know. So what advice do you have for people currently about the job space and people who are also losing their jobs? There's quite a number of things. So for me, it's a thing of there are certain skills that are going to come in place, that are going to be in demand. Yeah. And the advice I can give to the world out there that's either finishing off certain qualifications or entering the world of work is you need to specialize in, for me, six types of skills. Sure. Those six types of skills, depending on the, the industry you're going to move into, is um, innovation, complex problem solving, interpersonal skills, digital marketing, Digital marketing is 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 starting to boom and it's oh, going it's, to boom. It's like, the thing. Hectically. It is the it's, one. It's, yeah, <laughs> it really is. Data visualization and user experience design. User experience design, basically, I would say, is, is more for your 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 creatives. Basically, yeah. creating a platform, um, like a website or online shopping, something basically mm. whereby a person like myself can go onto and the user experience is just so awesome and so streamlined that I will want to come back um, wow. to buy this product because the service is great and it's just it, it's like it's effortless kind of thing so those are certain skills that are going to come into demand and mm. it's going to come into demand a lot because it also ties into some of the, um, the careers and jobs I mentioned that are that might boom in the next couple of years like your engineers mm. um, your consultants you know 
they already, I mean, someone like an engineer or an architect, they deal with complex problem solving. So already you know, okay, if this is a career or something I want to go into, I need to sharpen those kind of skills. Consultants, you are constantly consulting with people or advising people. You need yeah. interpersonal skills. As we mentioned, digital marketing is basically taking over. Yeah. And that that is something that's not going to stop. So um, in terms of that's, that's, that is some of the advice I can give the, the, the people today. And another thing I would, I, would, I would say is keeping it short and sweet. Those that are feeling like, okay, they've basically been retrenched. They don't know what to do, what not um, mm. right now. As I, I, as I uh, mentioned earlier, whichever God you praise, always consult with, uh, with, uh, consult with him first. This is not your end, but it could be, or it is the beginning of your transformation. Through your your thorough research in terms of which gaps to enter, mm-hmm. identify your, your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, your threats. And once you've done that, pursue whatever you want to pursue wholeheartedly and give it your all. You will never uh-huh. know what will work and what won't work until you try. That is so potent. Thank you so much. I will internalize this message. Again, a big thank you for coming on to the NDL show, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yes. That was Morgan McKendy, experienced in the field of human resources. And truly, we just have to do what we need to do at this point. You have to reassess what you can do with the degree that you are currently pursuing in the next 10 years, perhaps. Otherwise, do try to unlock. You have so much potential. And the last thing that needs to be done is for you to just discover it, believe in it, and let it out. Make it happen. We have to change the narrative. Being unconventional is the only route. And I don't want you to be existential. Don't let COVID or anything else, for that matter. Now, let me gas you up just a bit. Don't let anything stop you from being great. Yeah, so that brings us to the end of today's episode. And I wanted to urge you as well to stay safe during these times, especially for the oncoming weeks. This virus is not a joke. So please do ensure that you take the necessary precautions, protect your family. Please do remember to hit us up on the socials if there is anything that you would like to contribute to this conversation. We are at The NDL Show on Twitter and Insta. Also, we are open to hearing what you want to hear on this show. We believe that we will deliver for you. So we're about to be out with this episode and we want to leave you with this track from the west side, the best side of Johannesburg. It is by Just November. So I need you all to check him out on Insta at Just November. This one is titled Mr. Lonely. This is the NDL show from our producer Tilani Sejo and I thank you for listening. This is Mr. Lonely. Could you be so cold? You left me all alone on my own like I ain't even wanna write this song now Knowing that you did me wrong all along I'm trying to keep it together and just forget about you But you betrayed me, baby, yeah How could you do this to me? 
When all I ever did was give you my loving and that's for certain I guess I'm just not enough for you So when you say you love me, girl you gotta show me proof Cause, girl you shut me down, 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 down Did a nigga dirty, yeah Girl you shut me down, I did some man down, da 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 down Girl you did me dirty, dirty, dirty Now you broke my heart, yeah, you really hurt me You left me abandoned, you left me lonely Now I'm a no see, I'm still lonely Yeah, you really hurt me You left me abandoned, you left me lonely 